Tiger Woods has given golf lessons to many, many people during the course of his career. Today, however, he gives us all a Christmas lesson, as well as an important lesson about ourselves and our lives here on this earth. About a week after Tiger wrecked his car, during that period of time when the press was having a field day, a feeding frenzy, reporting about his affairs and self-indulgent behavior. Sometime during that week or so, I happened to be up at the gym having a conversation with a man who's a fellow golfer and a fellow golf fan. And something that this man said during the course of our conversation really struck me, really hit home. He said, Father Ray, what's wrong with us human beings? It doesn't matter how much money we have. Doesn't matter how many possessions we have. Doesn't matter how many of this world's pleasures we have. We're never satisfied. It's never enough. That was a great insight. That was a great insight about the human condition. Too bad all the people in the secular media missed it. At least everybody I listened to missed it. They were too busy focusing on all the details of Tiger's infidelities to worry about important things, important lessons we might learn from this mess. Sorry, I had to throw out that little editorial comment. But think about those ma that man's words. We're never satisfied it's never, ever enough. That's the deeper message of Tiger Woods' fall from grace. I say that because, my brothers and sisters, it's hard to think of somebody who had more of what this life has to offer than he had. If anyone should have been, quote-unquote, satisfied, it was Tiger Woods. He had more money than he knew what to do with. He was, number one, the best in the world at his chosen profession. There was no debate about that. He had popularity numbers that any politician would envy. He had his physical health. He had a beautiful wife, two beautiful children. He had, quote unquote, everything that the world tells us we need for happiness. But everything was not enough, was it? Incredibly, all of that did not satisfy him. He had to have more. More pleasure, more fun, more excitement, more, more, more. He was clearly not a happy man. I hope everyone realizes that. He was not a happy man. A happy man does not cheat on his wife. A happy man does not engage in the kind of reckless behavior that Tiger Woods engaged in. A happy man does not hurt the people he loves like Tiger Woods hurt the people that he claims to love. See, the Tiger Woods tragedy should cause us all to stop and do a great big reality check. We should do that as individuals. We should certainly do that as a nation. See, what's the meaning of life? This whole mess brings that question right into focus, front and center. What's the meaning of life? Is it simply to have a good job, make a good salary, have a nice family, and provide well for them? 
See, Tiger Woods succeeded in all of those areas. And something was missing. Where is true happiness to be found? It certainly can't be a matter of making lots of bucks, becoming famous, having fun, and accumulating lots of stuff. If it were, then Tiger would have been the happiest guy on the planet. Or close to it. Our happiness, of course, will always be limited here on this earth. That's important to mention. Because we are imperfect creatures and we live in a sinful, imperfect world. But genuine happiness can be found. It can be experienced in this life. Although it's not a matter of what's on the outside. Tiger Woods has shown us that quite clearly. Rather, it flows from what is on the inside. And here's the connection with Christmas. Happiness, my brothers and sisters, true happiness comes from knowing your Savior. Not just knowing about Him, but knowing Him as a real, living, divine person. It comes from knowing your Savior, Jesus Christ, who loved you so much that 2,000 years ago he took on mortal flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary, was born on Christmas Day, suffered, died, and rose again so that you could have forgiveness for your sins and perfect happiness someday with him in his eternal kingdom, as well as a better life, a more ordered life here on this earth. That, incidentally, in case anyone's not clear, is the why of Christmas. That's why he came. Psalm 89 says, Happy the people who know you, Lord. Don't just know about you, but know you. And as Jesus himself said, I came that they, meaning us, might have life and have it more abundantly. True happiness comes from experiencing that gift the Savior came to bring, His forgiveness, and experiencing it in the very core of your being. There's incredible joy in that. There's incredible freedom in that. Psalm 32 says, Happy the sinner whose fault is removed, whose sin is forgiven. Speaking of forgiveness, Catholics, when was the last time you went to confession? I had a little schoolgirl from St. Pius tell me before Mass that very proudly and happily that she went to confession recently. She should be happy. She's experienced the Lord's forgiveness. True happiness comes from knowing the reason God put you on this planet and from faithfully following that plan, the Lord's plan for your life. As we're told in Psalm 94, happy are those whom you guide, O Lord, whom you teach by your instruction. And then in Psalm 119, happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk by the teaching of the Lord. Genuine happiness, the real deal, my brothers and sisters, is rooted in a living relationship with the living God that runs deep that is not superficial. True happiness, please hear this, does not come from being committed to the Lord half-heartedly and only when it fits into your busy schedule, which, think about it, was exactly the way Tiger Woods was committed to his wife and to his family. 
That type of commitment doesn't cut it in a marriage, as we have seen. Nor does it work in our relationship with God. I'll conclude my Christmas homily this evening with a very famous line from the writings of St. Augustine. St. Augustine never played golf. Poor guy. <laughs> he lived back in the 4th century, a few years before golf was invented. But let me tell you this, prior to his conversion to Catholicism, Augustine would definitely have given Tiger Woods a run for his money as far as committing sins of the flesh goes. He was an expert in that area, drove his mother crazy, his saintly mother. She prayed and prayed and prayed. Finally, he changed. Finally, he was converted. After Augustine found the Lord, after he allowed Christ to be born in his heart, he wrote this very famous line. He said, You made us, O Lord, for yourself. And our hearts are restless until they rest in you. I pray for Tiger Woods. I'm sincere about that. I pray for Tiger Woods that he will someday find the cure for his restlessness where St. Augustine found the cure for his, which is the only place it can be found in a personal relationship with his Savior, Jesus Christ, in the Church. And may all of us do the same, if we haven't already. God bless you, and Merry Christmas.